Hi everyone, Tammy here, and this episode is a little different. Uh, don't be alarmed. It's nothing. It's nothing that's going to be of detriment to what we've got going. It's actually going to be a bonus or an extra benefit if you see it as so. I don't know. Um, but this is a two for one episode. Okay. Let me ease it on you. Um, so that means this episode is going to be long. All right. And so for those people who have been pushing me to have hour plus episodes, Hey, this one's for you. And for the people who are like, Hey, I like the short and sweet ones. Hey, you're going to have to chop this up throughout the week. And, uh, you probably will have more free time to do that because a holiday is up and I'm, I'm assuming maybe schedules have been changing and maybe some traveling will be taking place. And so I think this will all work out. But the reason why there is a two for one episode is because one, I recorded an episode with the homie. I can't wait for y'all to hear it um, a while back. And I'm going to put that at the tail end of the episode. It's, it's great vibes, good vibes. It was a reunion, if you will, with an old co-host. And so, um, stay tuned for that at the end of the episode. And I'm sure if you've read the description or title, you know who it is, but I'm on the front end of this episode is the same old, same old of what you come here to listen to. And it's me sipping tea and spilling all the shenanigans, right? And so, whew, I've, I have not done a podcast in a while, right? I had like two, like back to back, I was hitting y'all like crazy. And then I crashed, right? And so a lot of topics have built up. So I say that all to say, let's stop BSing and let's jump right into it. Now, the first thing that's like on my heart that I want, I, that I want to speak to first is Dolph, RIP, young Dolph. He was murdered in a cookie store, bakery, maybe, in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. And it's tragic because, you know, he was a stand-up good guy who, in my opinion, was very humorous and inspiring. And so to see another young, good black man go, it's, it's tiring. It's exhausting on top of it being saddening because he's a father, brother, cousin. Um, I can't imagine what you know, his girl's going through, his two children are going through, Keyglock, his artist, you know, the town of Memphis, because he was scheduled later that same day that he was murdered to do a turkey drive giveaway type of event that he does annually. And so just down to the day that he passed, he was a good guy. And run up the streams as everyone else has been saying, because he, if not owns all his masters, he definitely has ownership. And so buy stream support and, you know, send, send, send love because you never know. You never know when it's someone's time. And so, 
for the holidays. You know, look to your left, look to your right, and just, you know, hand out a hug. I know, I know it's still COVID out there, but, you know, let's risk it. Let's, let's just risk it for a second and just and let the next person know that you're there for them and you're you're not that person who would be of ill or jealousy, envy, and want to, you know, just have this hate to the extent to take their life. Like, come on, like, what are we doing? Like, this looks bad. And apparently they have found the vehicle of the, the men that drove to kill him, like the getaway car, I guess it was this white car. I don't know what type of car it is, but there's lots of surveillance of it and they found it. I'm hearing a lot of different reports. Some are saying that it was found at one of Dolph's houses. And so that's like, hmm, like that's odd. And then there's just been a lot of like misinformation and just like, like speculation of retaliation. And here's one thing that I want to like step aside and talk about that is still related to the Dolph situation, RIP, of course. And it's Soldier Boy. Now, Soldier Boy comes from, you know, my generation, Mr. Crank that I was there front row doing the Superman. You, that, that was me. Um, literally went to homecoming my freshman year with sunglasses written on top of them. Soldier Girl in whiteout pen. Oh my gosh. There's, there's a picture somewhere. And if I ever blow up to be some star, someone's, <laughs> someone out the woodwork <laughs> will find that picture. But anyway, Soldier Boy. You know, I love his contribution to my generation in the culture, but I don't like how he's been handling the optics of a role that he may or may not have played in the de- the death of Dolph. Now, not going to put any of that on him, but they did recently have a spat, a back and forth, a disagreement, if you will. I don't know. This is just what I hear but Soldier Boy just had an attitude because he was taken off the millennial tour as a safety precaution because, you know, retaliation and it doesn't look good. You just argued with the man who got murdered. Never looks good. We've seen it in like in movies. We've seen this in movies where we're just like, hmm. Um, I think it was in clickbait. Remember when he like argued with his sister right before he went missing? And got, you know, anyway. Soldier Boy just looks bad right now. And I wish he would just shut the fuck up. I guess that's all I'm just trying to say. Shut the fuck up in times like this. Don't add salt to a wound, like fuel to a fire. Don't get on a live stream and be like, hey, like, I don't know why y'all tripping and and thinking, oh, this is about me. This ain't got shit to do with me. Why I got to care about this? Like, it's just very insensitive and like rude. And I know we like the character of Soldier Boy, but I think we also need to keep Soldier Boy and people like him accountable when it's like not the time and place to be that character I don't know I think there's like a lesson in that all of all of that don't know what it is but oh yes shut the fuck up that's what the lesson is shut the fuck up in times like this because also people were on my timeline saying that you know so-and-so's house got shot up and oh so-and-so's house and restaurant got shot up because of retaliation and it was all false and you know, people say thing on the say things on the internet to get likes, and although that's disgusting, I've accepted that. But what I won't accept is like 
the the harm or you know the potential harm that you're bringing to people with the lie because if someone sees that and takes that as truth and is like oh hell no let me put my shoes on and now you know we ride tonight (laughs) you know if if someone sees your misinformation that you're you're just putting out there for your likes and now is set to make actions off of it that's dangerous like you, you think just sitting behind a keyboard and being like, oh, I heard his sister, mama's cousin's, um, bakery down the street just got shot up because, uh, they was mad. You may think like, oh, like no one's really going to trace that, find that and really hold me accountable for saying that because it may or may not be true. But if someone sees that gets mad and then makes their own action off of a chain of what you said, how can you live with that? Shut the fuck up on my timeline. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Rest in peace, young Dolph. And again, stream his music. The next thing that's on my heart, um, because I want to break up these topics. I want to talk about something a little heavy and then like something a little light to like clean the palate. (laughs) If you will. I love saying that. I've been saying that a lot. I don't know if y'all been catching that, but anyway, I think I'm watching too much um, HGTV. They say that on there, if you will. But, um, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen has like a home good store online and it's called Houseplant. Really cute, like home things. And he's just, you know, a hobby that he's taken up through the pandemic of creating things. And he like posts these little, you know, these little sweet, innocent videos of like, look what I made guys. I'm goofy and I want to sell it now, even though he's worth millions. And he posted on the timeline that he's made this great, um, useful, compartmentalized rolling tray, right? Look it up. It's hard to describe because it does everything like it holds everything, does everything. It supports everything that you need in the process of rolling, whatever that you're rolling on that tray. I bring this all up to say the tray's $500, right? And people were complaining about it on the timeline. And it's like, maybe I might sound like a bitch (laughs) saying this, but it's like, I need to follow better people because of course it costs $500. It's Seth Rogen. Like, are you fucking stupid? You thought it was going to be a $20 rolling tray from Seth Rogen. You thought this was just going to be easily accessible to the common. No, it's fucking, it's fucking Seth Rogen. It's $500. Yes. Pay the price or not. Why are we complaining about it? Things are sometimes expensive. I don't know if y'all know that. <laughs> and so like the fake outrage of like anything that is posted, like shut the fuck up. just shut the fuck that might be the title of this episode shut the fuck up because it's like what are we complaining about something that you probably knew would be expensive that is expensive oh okay right and i also need to follow better people who can't afford it like what are y'all all all broke (laughs) we all broke we all i know 500 dollars is an excessive dollar amount for just a tray to hold things But I would like to follow more individuals who can easily be like, oh, I'm getting that tonight. Getting two of them for me and my best friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I need to follow more of those (laughs) individuals because I might have been the best friend. Oh, Lord, I'm missing out. Anyways, let's ease into 
a heavier topic. Um, a lot has happened since the original event of November 5th in Houston, Texas of World, a festival put on by Travis Scott, where it's claimed, I want to say maybe 10 to 11 people. People lost their lives at a festival. Like lives were lost at what was supposed to be a fun time. People were passing out, were getting crushed, were getting trampled, were not getting attended to, and it resulted in loss. Loss to a nine-year-old, man. And it was obviously an all ages show that's up for debate on if further shows of artists like him should be all ages because a nine-year-old, I mean, any life that was lost that day is tragic, but man, that little boy didn't even have a chance. Like he just wanted to see sicko mode. Like that was the goal. And for it to be in exchange for his life like that's unacceptable and again it happened a few weeks ago a lot has happened since then lots of lawsuits um lots of attempts for refunds to you know lack accountability when it comes to maybe the venue or like the sponsors or the artists themselves i'm hearing a lot of stories of that because you got to be careful with things like that there's a lot of little lessons and lots of little things i'm learning when i'm paying attention to things like that because you know it's been said that you know immediately after the event where lives were lost travis of course posted that horrible like response video i let's not talk about it so many jokes have already been made about it but immediately after you know it was offered to every concert goer festival goer you know your money back because you know this was not fun so here's your money back and of course you're like yes give me my damn of course i want my money back but what i'm learning is when you accept a refund you're then saying that that was enough. It was like your, your statement and saying like, okay, and it, for me to get my money back, that is me being satisfied of whatever happened. And I am now good. And I can no longer bring up any more complaints of that night or seek further, you know, um, compensation or justice or, you know, any, anything in a lawsuit basically. And so, that made my ears perk up. I'm like, damn, okay. Noted not to just willingly accept refunds because that might think for the other person that I'm okay with what they did. And I'm, and I'm not. And so a little lesson there. And then man, my heart breaks for the, the people who were hired for the event, who, you know, just wanted to have fun too. Let's be real. Like a lot of people sign up for festivals in South by and shows so they can get a free show. Okay. Like they say they're going to work, but they're, they're, they're watching the show with everybody else. They're jumping around. Like they're supposed to be sweeping up. They're supposed to be, (laughs) you know, organizing t-shirts, but they're, they're watching, you know, Travis on stage too. And so my heart breaks for them because there was a lot of people who were supposed to be on site, 
you know, um, responding to people who are passing out, getting crushed, trampled, like passing away, passing away. And they're not qualified. They're not paying attention. They're not alert. And of course there's responsibility on their end because they're supposed to be there doing a job, but realize that someone hired them and was supposed to vet them and prepare them too. And so my heart breaks for the kid who's, who was just there, who signed up for the job to get a free show. And now so much accountability, responsibility, and grief is on your shoulders. Like what a turn of events for you to think, oh, this is just another, another ride, another festival. And it turned into something else. Oh man. I can't, I can't imagine. Now there was a lot of unorganization as well when people were, um, you know, pushing past fences and barricades and making their way in and what they call a crowd surge where there were so many people that bodies were pressed up against each other, where lungs were crushed in some people. And when people fell to the ground in this crowd, people continued to run on top of them and not stop trampling them i don't know if you've seen lion king but there's only one scene i cry when i watch lion king and it's when the stampede comes and tramples let's not even let's not even get into it because it's it's sad it's sad like imagine being in that crowd thinking like okay maybe i can make my way out of this and you know what else breaks my heart for people who were passing out and trying to like get to a safe space to you know get healthy again like people had to like crowd surf bodies to to areas of hopefully safety and then people that went with them to the show just have to like wish them luck that they are crowd surfed to safety like that uh hmm. I don't know what is next for Travis but Man, I know he's going to be battling an uphill battle when it comes to his image and the show. And I was having a weird conversation with someone the other day and they were putting so much accountability on Drake and Travis, like solely as like the artist, like they're like, they're the only ones responsible. Like Drake, like why hasn't Drake done more? Like he was on stage when people were dying and it's like, okay, but did he know people were dying? Like we, we don't know for fact, like what people knew, didn't know what they were prepared for, where they were, what they saw, what they can see, you know? And so another thing or the last thing to really say about all this is that not one person or source is responsible for this. Like you, like you can't, you can't put all the blame on the concert goers because Travis says in his music, be a rager like rush the crowd like he he actually does this i don't know if you remember 2015 and 2017 where he was hit with previous charges where he encouraged the crowd to riot and rush the stage i don't know if y'all know that but um that's a thing and so i can't really blame the crowd if it's like this is his festival and this is what he told us to do but then again i can't also blame travis because i don't know what extent that he takes that raging too and if he maybe was in better lighting, wasn't on that stage and had the better optics of what was going on, he would have reacted differently. I don't know. 
Same thing for the people who were working there. I can't put it on them that they didn't respond because they didn't know CPR or they didn't have the right equipment on them. They didn't think they would use it that night. And of course they should be prepared, but damn, like put your, put yourself in that 18 year old shoes who just was trying to get a free show. Like we've all been there. I mean, I, I can't speak for all of us. I've been there. I've definitely been a volunteer for things just to get some free shit and not really be working. Okay. And so all this to say it's sad and I do not put accountability on just one source. It's, it's, it's spread out evenly throughout everyone. And I think everyone moving forward needs to change a little bit on how they do things. Maybe Travis shouldn't, shouldn't be the quote unquote rager anymore. I don't know. It might, it might hurt his brand. I don't know. Some fans might call him a subtle fake. I don't know. I don't know, but he has to do something different. Same thing with these venues and these, um, you know, like Live Nation score more like they, they're going to have to move different, different, even other artists who, who I might add are being a little extra. And I feel like trying to make moments, but even other artists are moving different where they're checking on their fans being like, are you okay? You need water, pausing the show to make sure everyone's good. No one's hurt. Even though it's been like all R&B artists who have been doing it. Like, bitch, like ain't nobody passing out in here for you. (laughs) Ain't nobody rushing the stage for you. But I digress. Even them, they're doing shit different. Everyone, everyone's at fault. Everyone needs to be accountable. Everyone needs to move different. Now, of course, they're going to go off after the people who have the bigger pockets so they can get that, you know, like, you know, that compensation of whatever lawsuit that they're suing for, but it's just sad. It's just all sad. Let's cleanse the palate, shall we? Shall we? Okay, something a little light. Something a little light. Ashanti. Ashanti's re-recording her old music, and she's going to be re-releasing it like Taylor Swift has done. Um, and at first, when I first heard about Taylor Swift doing it, you know, years back, I was like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work, you know, shit, shit, be, be, people be moving on from sounds. And so like, why would you even redo old stuff? But of course they're classics and people still stream them, yada, yada, yada. And so I, you know, started to slowly like change my opinion of it. Like, okay, I get it. Like you want to own your music, your masters, you, you, you can't get it back from Scooter Braun or whoever has it now. And so I understand why you would take this route. And Ashanti's in the same boat with Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti has her music in a chokehold, doesn't plan on selling her her masters ever in life as it seems, because they also used to be intimate and he's a little bitter on their separation. And so that was many years ago, but that's just what it is. And so it's like, he's holding her, her art as hostage. It's disgusting. It's nasty. It's manipulative. It's misogynistic. It's all those things, right? So she's, she's re-recording her music and he, you know, took to Instagram to like, be like, oh, it's not going to work. Oh, good luck. What she's trying to do is just take money from my pocket. But it's just like, if you're not on the side of the artist and the artist owning their own art, you're, you're, you're dead. And so 
Yeah, Irv, it, it was like, you, you're loud and wrong right now. No one's on this side anymore. Everyone wants the artist to, you know, have ownership. People want to own things and see, you know, money, the, the, the cash flow that comes in off of their hard work. And so I am in support of Ashanti and it's, it's just sad that Irv Gotti was just like, so like, you know, bothered at home that he like had to like get on Instagram and be like, good luck with that. (laughs) So bitter because he knows that she, she is a very good looking woman. She, she trends easily and she's actually getting a star on the walk of fame soon. And so dropping an album at the same time you're getting the star it's there you go ownership in your your new recorded music and there's your masters <laughs> irv is going to be mad soon okay going into something a little bit heavier kyle rittenhouse we're not going to spend much time on this but we we have to mention it and you know he he got off scot free all five charges I don't know if we're um, appalled, but it's still like nasty to hear because it's like, damn, not even one charge. Like sometimes like we just be fighting for the one charge. That's sad, right? Even that is sad. But damn, we couldn't even get that. But we knew that was going to be the case because it was weird up in that courtroom. I don't know if y'all y'all saw any of it because I didn't want to. But damn my Twitter timeline be playing with me, you know, my trending topics. And so I saw him picking drawers out of a tumbler. What was that about? Since when they do that? I've never, I've never, I've never seen that one. Right. And then, okay. So the defense attorney of Kyle Rittenhouse was a veteran and the judge made everybody stand up and applaud his service. And then they got back into the the trial. Isn't that weird? Don't you feel like that's like playing with people's heads? Kind of like you're making us like this side of the courtroom already. And so it's just like people were doing certain things to already, you know, sway shit. And again, not surprising. Like the system isn't for us. And I was having also another good conversation with a non-black person. And they were just like, you know, taken back by me saying that the system isn't for us. Like they always say like the system's broken, the system needs to be reformed, but I need like people understand that it was never made for us in the first place. And some people don't realize that either. Like the first cops were slave catchers. Like we all know that. Right. And so where, where in it was the transition for, for black people to be so accepted, (laughs) it would have been real hard, right. With the optics of the first purpose of the system was to stop these niggas from being niggas like in existing. <laughs> and so n- like it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how there's so many people out there still don't realize that when it's really obvious, but again, Rittenhouse, Scott free, you know, he shot three people, killed two claimed self-defense while protecting the community that he didn't even live in with a gun that he shouldn't even had because he was underage. 
Let's just ignore all that. Right. And he is a hero to some individuals. And that's, that's the part that really grinds my gears on top of the fact that, you know, he's free. He gets to like go home and, you know, sleep in his bed after murdering people is the fact that he is looked at as a star, a hero, and like a vigilante. And it's sick. Like he's signed autographs. People have crowdsourced funds and like done fundraisers to have money to give to him just cause. And of course, like to spend on lawyer fees and all the other shit, but like people are going above and beyond to support this murderer. What is like, oh, like people are weird out here in these streets. That's the part that really just is disgusting. Like he, he is probably carrying himself around his house now. Like he's some fucking celebrity and he is like someone's hero. <laughs> Oh, like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's let's transition to something a little bit lighter. Let's talk about some female rap. Um it's lighter, but not really. I'm about to turn it into a whole topic, god damn it. Okay, so the light part of it was that Meg had dropped that one project. I forgot what it was. It was like a a project to hold us over that she had dropped for Halloween, right? It's like her on the cover as like a little she devil. It's real cute. And it's the best project that I've ever heard from her. Like the best bars, the best beats, the best flows, the best energy, the best content. I was like, sis, where has this been? And for her to just have this project as a throwaway with the least amount of like promotion and marketing and no one to really be talking about it is like a slap in the face. Cause it's like, girl, what have you been doing this whole time? Because it's like, if you had this in you, why haven't you been using it? Come on, sis. Like, cause I don't want to be that person every week who doesn't like her music. And like, I finally like it. And there's no, no talk of it. None. Go run it back. And, and you tell me that's not her best. You please tell me that's not her best. Please look me in the eye and tell me that's not her best. Anyway. How I'm going to turn this into a full topic is the fact that when it comes to female rap, we also have an album that dropped. Um, It's titled Bruised. It's um, titled also after the new Netflix movie starring Halle Berry. I think she's like a boxer. I don't know what she's doing. But the theme of the album is like fighting, boxing, women's strength, right? And it was curated by Halle Berry and Cardi B. So we have songs from her, Rhapsody. We have Lotto on there. We have Akbar V, Flo Millie. We have all these great, strong, female rappers erica banks sweetie cardi b's got her track on there and so like stream that album like it's it's crazy how halle berry was able to put together a better album than dj khaled and i feel like it should be listened and so here here i am talking about it and and again it's called bruised bruised again i haven't seen the movie I don't know if I'm going to. I feel like Halle Berry has been having the same struggle wig on for the past like 10 years. Like play something else with a different hairstyle. I don't know. I might, I don't know. I might catch it on one boring Saturday morning, morning, but stream that album. And again, curated by Halle Berry and Cardi B, huh? And to further spin that for female rap, 
Bianca King went on to Twitter. I think it was Twitter or Instagram. And she was like, I wish female rappers were more supportive. Like I wish more signed artists, you know, uplifted and supported and collaborated with the unsigned artists who are really out here trying to get it. And I thought it was like a really good point. I don't know if, if you don't know who Bianca King is, she's young B. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that because people are like Bianca King. She makes music. Yes. Young B chicken old soup. <laughs> yes. Miss chicken old soup from, 07, whatever year that was. Um, she also was on Love and Hip Hop New York. She also has a weird baby daddy that she fights with online that gets coverage by blogs a lot. And so you may know her through any of those things, but she made a good point by saying like, you know, it looks like women empowerment and it looks like unity, but they're all signed artists with like, you know, working at the same labels that where they're being told to work together. And so it doesn't really come down to like anyone really going out of their way <laughs> to support another woman. Cause like, Oh, all these collaborations between like, Oh, sweetie and Doja, like, Oh, Look at them supporting each other when we don't know what the behind the scenes of what's being curated for them to even get together in the first place, if that makes any sense. And so I think that there should be more like push for these unsigned artists to get them on the radio and like get them mainstream in our faces and get them that airtime, get them on top streaming playlists on, on, on our apps that we're using. So then the artists are like who who is you know who is this who is Akbar V I think I want to do a song with her because it's like the the everyday person doesn't know who Akbar V is I know as someone who likes female rap and watches love and hip-hop Atlanta but you know I say that to all say like people like her can have better opportunities if we would just all support these unsigned artists a little bit more. And so I thought it was a, a really good, you know, tweet from Bianca King, even though she did get some backlash from some people like Lotto. She was like, well, Cardi B is supportive. Like she put me in the WAP video and, you know, she had other rappers in the WAP video too. And it's like, yeah, y'all, y'all were all signed artists and a signed artist music video <laughs> probably at the same label. So it's like, uh, I'm like, how much, how much was there in, you know, like that collaboration and support? Okay. Back to like another heavy topic. And then we'll start going through some, you know, power, power through some, some topics back to back. So Danny, Danny Lay, Danny Lee, I don't know how to say her last name, and the baby. They they had an explosion on my timeline. And I don't wish ill on anyone, but it was entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Like it was entertaining to watch because both of them are on a lot of people, including myself, shitless. I'm I'm not feeling the baby and I'm not feeling Danny. Danny really got under my fucking skin with that yellow bone is what he likes song to get like, you know, get a a, a rise out of his baby mama Mimi because they were kind of going back and forth with like claiming the baby. 
if like I think <laughs> and so it was like a hot mess of like sister wives gone bad and Danny is like oh you know I'm gonna make a little jingle go a little viral and you know get under your skin backfired lost like her black woman fan base <laughs> of majority I would say and then went into hiding she shut the fuck up you remember that lesson that we were learning earlier of shutting the fuck up? She learned it and, and she remained that. And I was proud of her because we knew that she was pregnant. We knew that she, they were trying to all hide it, get away from it. Just, you know, keep it under wraps, not show the baby, blah, blah, blah. Like the actual baby, not the baby. And then one day we all are minding our business on our timeline and the baby, you know, wants to make a statement and say like, you know, this woman is crazy. I'm sorry. I have to do this. I need to protect myself. I'm going to record her acting crazy. And you can tell that he's like baiting her, triggering her, but we don't know what led up to that video. He might be right about her being crazy and, you know, hitting on him when, you know, situations are different but he he definitely was the asshole in this situation by putting their child's face on the internet calling her a side chick trying to kick her out the house while she had the baby you know with her and so overall I would say like be careful who you lay with and who you decide to have babies with and don't think that having a baby with someone means that, oh, that means that things will get better and he for sure will claim me now. (laughs) Girl, you just look dumber. Like now you dumber with a baby on your hip. Like, so don't think that having a baby saves things or fixes things. And then be careful in the first place of who you lay with and who you decide to have a baby with, because man, you're then tied with them for the rest of your life. And I kind of feel bad for both of them because, you know, it was um, a fling that like probably should have just ended, but someone got pregnant. And it's sad for the actual baby. I have to, I have to say actual baby now. Cause like, I feel like when I say the baby, it's like, which, which, which baby are you talking about? The rapper or the actual, <laughs> like the actual baby is all I care about, or we should care about like, and not like I have this tie to them like emotionally, but that sucks for that baby. When <laughs> The baby grows up and watches these videos of his parents fighting on the internet and calling each other names and i wish danny would learn her lesson about using like the n-word too because it's like sis no one's ever gonna be on your side like you're you're still you're still doing weird shit you know what i mean like you you shut the fuck up and you went into hiding we all respected that but then when you popped back up you're calling the baby all types of niggas and it's like sis you're not even a a speck of black and so forever side eye for that and I will say when it comes to Mimi his his baby mama that he continues to go back to and like continuously get pregnant while he dates and you know is intimate with other people in between she just looks just as stupid as Danny like they all look stupid no one wins in this situation like everyone looks crazy. Everyone's trying to like fight to be the top bitch. And it's like, y'all all look stupid at the end of the day. Cause we, we see how the baby will treat you regardless if you have his child or not. Like shit. <laughs>
<laughs> so fight over that nigga if you want to. <laughs> I'ma sit this one out. That ain't the baby. That's y'all's baby. <laughs> okay. Um let's also talk about um okay. I forgot to also mention in female rap, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie recently had an SNL performance that you know, went viral because it wasn't so great. Like, you know, out of breath, couldn't really hear the punchlines. She's doing choreography as she's, you know, rapping. It's a lot. You know, she's trying to do a lot. But I will say before the performance, she posted a clip of her rehearsal and rehearsal was amazing. So I am going to give her a little bit of credit there, you know, rehearsal was was amazing and so it might have been nerves you know something something could have happened that day to throw her off on her performance and I do want to say because I like sweetie I feel like sweetie's cool like she hasn't done anything problematic in my eyes please remind me if she has (laughs) but I like sweetie and so she's trying like she's admitted that she goes to classes on how to be a better rapper and better performer and I can see her exercising efforts and so she's trying to learn some choreography she's she's she tried at SNL to perform without a background track that means a lot to people like me who care like to to actually hear how well you can keep up like I don't know I like that shit I like being really involved and really like transparent with like the artistry like oh let me see that breath control like I'm really into it and so I appreciate her trying to get better and all those little things and the only way to get better is to go out there and try now would I have tried at SNL no, <laughs> but power to you, sweetie. Either way, she got a bag. So I say that all to say I appreciate when artists are working towards getting better and they go out there and practice. I wouldn't practice at SNL once again, but I appreciate the effort. Um, What else to mention? There's some rumblings on my timeline of Doja Cat winning some R&B categories at the AMAs. And I like Doja Cat. She's on this new French Montana song where, although she's calling herself a project hood rat chick, which is far from true, I appreciate the talent in her rapping. Like she definitely is a, a little Nicki Minaj and Nicki lately has been getting on my last fucking nerves. And so, yeah, let me tune into Doja instead for a while. You know what I mean? Let's see what Doja's got going on. And it's bars. Like she's a good rapper. Now I don't like how she tries to sell this ghetto act like her and sweetie both do because they're both not from the ghetto, but Hey, I am guilty of, you know, falling in love with the sound and still enjoying the bars. And so Doja's winning R&B categories. Now, I don't know if you just heard me describe her music, but I called her a little Nikki. Nikki's a rapper, makes rap music. Nikki also makes pop music and, you know, she'll rap in the pop songs. And that's exactly what Doja does. Exactly. Makes pop music, makes rap music. Never R&B. I won't well, there might have been like a sprinkle of R&B early on her career early I remember like I remember the smoking songs I do I remember it was like a little purple cover and everything to the single but anyway Doja's not R&B and I hate how they'll like play like musical chairs with artists at these award shows so they can be in the right category to win like no 
that obviously should have went to someone who is actually an R&B artist. Like, what are we doing? Like, I hate when we play these stupid, obvious games. She is not R&B. I know The Weeknd won something. He is not R&B to me. He is more pop to me too. And so it's like, you're taking awards from people who deserve them just to, you know, satisfy that, you know, Doja's had a really good year, but I don't know if she's had as great a year as, you know, the white pop stars. And so since, since the white pop stars still needed, you know, win the category, let's put her in R&B so she can still win something and we're all happy. No, no, it don't make no sense. <laughs> She's not R&B. So she shouldn't be wearing uh, winning R&B categories. Point blank, period. One last thing I want to mention before we transition into our um, two for one, you know, our, our back end episode where we bring in our guest and we, we talk about some, some other topics. So I'm really excited about that because, you know, it's good vibes, good energy. And I love catching up with friends, but, um, the last thing I wanted to mention, Ooh, in addition to little side note, 50 cents doing the damn thing. I saw a funny ass tweet the other day where they were like, um, 50 cent is making a weird drug multi-universe like Marvel. And I agree and I love it. (laughs) And people need to do that more often. Like I like when the worlds extend. I like spinoff shows that aren't reality shows too. You know what I mean? Not every spinoff show has to be, you know, from, from (laughs) blackish. Like we can have different types of spinoff shows in our entertainment to where we're making a world of characters and like an like a mini universe, like shout out to 50 cent for, for doing that with so many shows. And so I thought that was, you know, something to be mentioned. But the last thing I really want to say is beware. Okay. Um, everything is fake. No one tells the truth. Everything's an illusion. Things are for, for the aesthetic, for the optics for the likes. And I just want you to be careful because me, I'm a real nigga (laughs) as I would like to describe myself. I don't know if you ask these rappers in my city that, but (laughs) if you ask me, I'm a real nigga. And so when I say that, I mean that I'm going to do real things. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. I'm going to keep it real. Cause it's like, Everything else is just exhausting and extra. There's no point because I'm a real nigga. Now, other people, and I don't fault certain things that people will do, but other people will, you know, finesse, scam, you know, lie, <laughs> bend the truth a little bit and and really be out here selling dreams and like really pulling the wool over a lot of people's eyes and I want you to beware like for example you know you can buy Louis Vuitton boxes on eBay right like you know when people are posting their Christmas gifts soon um and you know Valentine's Day is right around the corner they're posting all the bags that they got for Valentine's Day they're like oh 
look what Bay got me. And it's like nothing but boxes of Gucci, Louis, everything like on the bed. And you're just like, oh my God, where'd you find him, girl? Keep him. Send me his brother. And we fail to realize, is there anything in those boxes? shake a box for me like do a live stream shake one of those boxes for me yeah let's let's do a follow-up video on what you got because i haven't seen no louis on you in your tiktoks or your igs but you got so many louis boxes this holiday season so it's it's shit like that they're trying to sell an image on their on their instagram so they can then get i don't know sponsorships more followers or just you know more status of where they're going and they're more accepted into nicer places because they think that they're getting nice things i don't know what the thought process is it could be a lot of goals in this but that's just one example here's another example someone posts on your timeline that they're sick in the hospital don't think that they'll be able to finish the work that they were committed to for a lot of people. They're an artist that they're, you know, they collaborate a lot and people need them, but you know, they're sick. They can't get to it. And you know, they're, they're really sorry. And then you realize, wait a minute, I saw them at the beach. (laughs) Wait a minute. I saw on so-and-so's close friends, them on a plane going to Miami. Niggas ain't sick in a hospital bed. <laughs> Niggas ain't fighting for their life. <laughs> Niggas needing an alibi to get off work from from fulfilling whatever contract with you. <laughs> Niggas ain't really out here sick. Like, come on. And I say this all to say, beware, take shit with a cup of salt. I know they say a grain, take a cup. I know it's unhealthy. I know for black people, we shouldn't be eating a lot of salt, but (laughs) we gonna have to balance out the lies. Okay. Take it with a cup of salt. Niggas is out here lying in your face every day. Every day. Some people will say that they're, they're um, making music tonight with so-and-so post a picture <laughs> prove it i'm that nigga now i hate to be inspector gadget on the timeline and be like a hater like i don't believe shit but because in the society that we live in that's what i have to do of course it makes me again look like that person but there's a lot of other people out there too who are scammers and you ain't gonna get me you ain't gonna get me i'd rather be the person who asks questions <laughs> than be the person who gets got Cause man, niggas is getting good. Niggas is getting good out here. Niggas is getting really good. People are are wearing clothes and out in the store like they're shopping, right? Wearing the nice clothes when they're really trying on those clothes and they're still in the same store. I kid you fucking not. Like I, they took their purse out back into the, like the store, but they posing in pictures as if they're still shopping. But the stuff you got on is what you're trying on from that store that you're still in. Nigga, like, come on. Like, <sighs> follow T with Tammy on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, and stream this on all platforms where you can stream podcasts. Um, again, I'm finding out on, I'm on certain platforms that I didn't really know. 
And so, hey, let me know what is your preferred way to stream tea with Tammy. If if you're listening to this, please let please 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 comment, respond to like you know the IG post or the Twitter post or even like the SoundCloud page you can comment even on the tea with tammy website you can send the comment you can send me an email anytime there's a contact button on ig tell me what is your preferred way to stream the show because i i then want to promote that streaming service the most you know obviously so let's do a little survey out here in these streets follow me everywhere um continue to listen um and transition into that second episode you got a little bonus episode after this and until next stream, ooh, not until next time, until next stream. Ooh, you see how I'm switching it up? <laughs> Sip some tea. Isn't she wonderful? She is. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Just assume it's me. I'm she. I'm feeling serenaded. If you didn't know who that song was about, <laughs> no, the makeup was the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's people like that out there of who course. are just like have to who do you call like um there's a certain type of liar what do you call it like um pathological <laughs> no like patho is it pathological oh, pathological liar or they, like they just can't help it can't help like, it like they're just it's just too, yeah like Beyonce fun. babysitted me <laughs> like <laughs> no she didn't exactly <laughs> like, but they're like no she did <laughs> no like I knew the Carters and then like the Knowles and then you we lived down the street slowly like, walk away like my grandma has a house in Houston <laughs> <laughs> like sure yeah I can't do this conversation like, show me a picture shut up we want pics Oh, Steven, I missed you. I missed you too. Oh, I did. I did. I do. All the time. S. Miller. Sometimes. Is what most people know you by? I don't think anyone knows me. Man, if you <laughs> don't get out of here, I know people who still to this day will be like, man, he's the best rapper in my city. Wow. And it's like, he doesn't even make. <laughs> I want to like reply and be like, y'all know he doesn't even. <laughs> Because you know me, I'm like the biggest hater. Yeah, um, uh, actually, <laughs> he right. doesn't even rap anymore. Of course, of course. And I understand. It's like, um, I don't know, like, it's always going to be a part of me because it's like a legacy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you you record something, it's there forever idea. You know what I mean? Right. But as far as like right now, I don't rap much, but I do got bars. <sighs> It's the look you're giving me, though. Like, I Thanks. challenged you to, like, yeah. a bar match. Absolutely. Like, what's up? I, I didn't. You were just playing beats. So I was like, am I supposed to hop on? Like, Maybe. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about this later, actually. We'll, okay. we'll circle the block that, on that. Yeah, Put yeah. a pin in that. Right. But S. Miller, you're here. Yes. Um, Ex-co-host, kind of, of the Tea with Tammy show. Back in the day. Man. We had a run. Yeah. We had a you run. were on a lot of episodes. Yeah, so if time. you're a true fan, you already know who this is. Yeah. But if you are a newer fan and you're like, Harpo, like, who is this woman? Like, <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> this is my old roommate slash my favorite rapper, S. Miller. Wow. Round that, of applause. That means a lot. That <laughs> touches me. Hopefully I remember to edit in the round of applause. Even if you don't, I'll still feel it. I felt like I heard that shit. You know what I mean? Like, whether y'all like, niggas do or not, I It's still there. It's still a thing. Okay. Thanks. So I wanted you on the show because... 
I wanted an episode where I just like have a conversation. I just chill with the homie. Right. And like I treat all my guests like they're the homie. Because you're supposed to, of but course. like you're the homie, <laughs> and so we like I want to just really let my hair down absolutely. and spill tea. Do your thing. That's what we came for. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready? Because um, it's been a while. I'm so ready. You've been in another region doing different things, and we'll talk about that later. But you've been exposed to different culture. Like you just mentioned earlier, how you haven't been exposed to like artists like Beat King, <laughs> like where you've been. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm concerned. Are, do you still got your little touch? Are you still <laughs> Are you still who I thought you were? I might be slightly out of touch. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's uh, definitely different being in Portland. Especially when it comes to like club music like that, like I mean, mm. at least where I'm at, nobody Shut really playing that. I'm more of a, on a commercial basis with it because I don't even like have the time to really listen to a lot of albums. I mm-hmm. I tried to listen. I mean, I did listen to albums this week because we talked about it, right? And uh, yeah, um, it's I was the a fourth wall thing. Me. Me and a recent guest, I just pulled back the fourth wall, and yeah. it's like you just did it right now, talking about oh because you told me to. Like don't don't tell the guest I told <laughs> you to listen to music for the no. episode. No, right, right, you're right. My bad. I listened to his album because Tammy told me to. <laughs> no, well, I was just saying because like I don't know. As you said, as someone who's been on this show, like you know, I used to have so many opinions and so many like. Yo, I played this shit 13 times. Like, I know, like, how I feel about this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, would, I would die for a lot of those points. Like, mm. if y'all, look, go listen back. Go listen back. Like, a nigga yeah. would get lit. I ain't gonna lie. Like, but nowadays, it's like, I have what I listen to, and I try to stay up to, like, what's new or whatever. But for the most part, people I hang out with, they listen to us on the radio. And mm. mainstream. Or what I would say is, like, TikTok music. Mm. You know what I mean? All right, like, for the kids. Yeah. So <laughs> even if it's not for the kids, it's just like. So you know all the dances. Shit like that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to um, do a TikTok with you later. We're going to do like a little duet or something. Okay. I'm going to make you do it. Since, I mean, you're so experienced now. I'm going to really um, sing on you... if we're doing a duet. I'm not going <laughs> to like bullshit that oh, shit. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Let me. Okay. Yeah. So put a pin in that one. <laughs> okay. So you do you want to start off lighthearted or do you want to talk about something heavy first and get it out the way? Whatever. I'm down mm-hmm. for whatever. I'm here for the ride. Um, let's, let's talk about something maybe in between. Okay. Um, I like that medium. Squid Game. Squid Game. Heard of it? I've heard of it. Okay. Uh, it's a Netflix series. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't want to compare it to Hunger Games, but it's it's being thrown out there because it's a, it's a game where mm-hmm. you're putting your life on the line mm-hmm. in return of like wealth. And so that's in general the, right. the concept of Hunger Games, yeah, but there's stories. a lot of differences yeah. <laughs> when we break it down. Of course. Um, and so I bring it up because it was recently revealed that the creator of mm-hmm. Squid Game didn't receive any type of like extra bonus, <laughs> nope. paycheck, no benefits. Pat on that. the back. Nope. They uh, said, Ooh, we swindled you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this great show. Maybe next contract. Right. He yeah. said I was paid everything that was required on, in on the, the contract right. and I have enough to feed my family. And I was like, enough to feed your family. Mm, that don't sound like you balling because from what i think you should be doing 
it, you should be out here making it rain. You should be with Salt Bay and doing cool <laughs> Instagram videos. What, like, what's your opinion of that? Is that crazy to you? I mean, not at all. So, I mean, to bring up Salt Bay, like, I would go on a whole different. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, yeah, That's my brain. Hold. I know, but I went there with you. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> It's like one of those things where you sign a contract, you don't know how something's going to do. Like, if you are anticipating that, well, maybe this is going to do something, you might want to put that in the contract. You might want to say, shit, whatever you make going forward, just 10, give me 10%. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, get you something. Right. But if you don't have the leverage and you're just trying to make it and you see however much he did get, I think it was what, 900? Or I don't know how much it was, but however much it was, he said he could feed his family. That's what it's about. Like, especially as a filmmaker, it's kind of hard to make it, um, make it big, I guess, quote unquote. And so, um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, if he didn't make an incentive laden contract, it just is what it is. His next one's going to be big though. So take it as that. Okay. I'll say two things. One, because I know there's always that one person in the background listening who's like, wait a minute, I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I am Mrs. You should have did a better contract and you should have known better. And so I'm going to keep that same energy towards this where, yes, you're right. Like there should have been like, that's what you signed. That's that's what it was. And so that's what it is. And so I'm very matter of fact of a person like, oh, you don't like. You didn't ask for this, but here's your cut since it's so good. I mean, it would be nice and we'll come back to that. But the second thing I want to mention is that this is a learning lesson for people who are creatives out there that may be adding in like a clause or a caveat, if you will, an asterisk and saying like, if this, if this is to do well and reach this certain amount of masses or this amount of reach or get this amount of notoriety or, you know, uh, attention, then cut the extra check. And so there are contracts that exist like that. I know um, back in the day when Joe Budden was doing his rant, he was saying how there was a clause in his deal with Spotify. Like if they were to hit this amount of numbers, they would get a certain bonus. And so, you know, treat it that way. You need to start treating yourself like you're the best rapper alive and start, you know, cutting these contracts like you are. It's all about leverage. And if you treat your art as something that you uh, treasure and don't just want to be taken advantage of, of course, you want that ownership. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but like even like sports, sports has it a lot where it's an incentive contract. How you do determines how much you get paid. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Circling back to the pin point of Netflix. Now, you don't think it would be honorable or <laughs> morally nice i don't know what the word would be like for netflix to be like hey you did go viral and give us a you are the most streamed series on our platform this year you want to know what you do deserve you know x amount you want to know why he's okay with it because that's coming that's next contract next contract uh i'm gonna get paid handsomely whether it does good or not i love that yeah whether handsomely. it does good, for real whether it does good or not that's the name of this episode. i need that bag handsomely featuring handsomely. s miller thank you uh, <laughs> no never mind <laughs> i like that title that's let's, a good let's, title let's get into something let's let's pivot if you will um <laughs> that's me pivoting Ew. i was about to pull it for a jumper that's why okay 
let's be a little messy, okay. if you will, before we get dirt. serious. I want to be a little messy. Being in the dirt, I like my hands clean. Because but... we're both from, you know, the area, San Antonio, Slightly. if you will. San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Um, that viral video of like that girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like sitting backwards on a chair. Yeah. And she... <laughs> I think that was a bomb. <laughs> Or it's a YouTube video, I think. I don't know what it was. I just know the quality isn't great, so yeah. it must be old. It's legendary, though. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> they made it. From our time. Fact. And so being from the area or just being a local artist, it doesn't have to be like specific to other people in our area, mm-hmm. but just being from a town that isn't really on a map, per se, mainstream mm-hmm. for artists you're working at your craft for years, right? You're mm-hmm. just working, you're working and your craft is not your hobby. Like you're wanting that to be your craft. You want that to be what pays the bills and be the career. Mm-hmm. You're not going to treat like a hobby, something that you do on the side. Like this is what you do, Thanks. but it's just not working out. And it's been five to 10 years. Well, like what in your head would you do as a creative? Do you keep pushing because this is your passion and you never know? And you you put in your head like Jay-Z was signed at 29 and so <laughs> you know his first album came out. And, you know, you keep yeah, telling yeah. your you know those little facts that it were was, like, well, was, Disney didn't do it until put his first album out in 27. Right. I had that in my head. Something right. Fact. And so like, is that what you think? Or do you like hang it up? I'll say this personally. I can only speak. From my experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I started, like, I grew up wanting to do music, but I wanted to sing. Mm-hmm. I went to a studio um, and recorded a song. And it was a singing song. I was probably 17. And that shit came out to me, trash. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm done. Hang it up. Already. You know what I mean? Like, so I thought I was done already. Um, and then I started rapping with the homies. And so... From that moment and like when people said it was good, I thought maybe I can make this a career. But the thing about that is this is with any craft. If you want to make it your career, you have to make it your career. So you have to do it all the time, whether you're making it or not. And a lot of freelance uh, people, freelancers, I guess, do that. Like, And it's not always a hit. Sometimes you miss. Like Sometimes you go years like without selling a house or you go like years without selling a painting but if you get really good at your craft and you keep chasing it it can happen i think it's all about opportunity if you're a rapper and you're getting opportunities you're seeing checks and you're able to at least kind of do rap as a part-time but you want to do it as a full-time mm-hmm. you're doing it keep doing it if you're not getting no bread i would say just think about other things or if you have a source of income where you can like just rap for bullshit. Fuck it. Like that's that's what's happening now. A lot of people just have sources of income and then they rap or then they make music. Right, right. But then at that point, it's like you're not doing it all the time and it's not your career yet. And right. so you're still in that in-between of making it, quote unquote. What is making it? And you know, that's a deeper, darker uh, (laughs) conversation, but you mentioned something very important and it's opportunity. And so that's a great conversation, like topic in itself, because, okay, say you're an artist, been grinding at your craft five, 10 years, Mm -hmm. still haven't gotten that, that great hit, Mm -hmm. but you've had opportunities come in your face, land in your lap. And it just like, 
it not click there's always something that's not right like at that point are you more just like now it's time to hang it up because i've quote unquote maybe i've been on mtv and i I didn't make my moment and and make it last or like i've quote unquote been on fader but after that fell off like what how do you re restart after that if it's like you've had these opportunities mm -hmm. but nothing still is coming from it Mm -hmm. i personally think it's about the drive it's about your drive if if you feel like damn that's the biggest thing i'll probably ever do then you do need to hang it up like if you don't have a drive to do bigger things after getting something big like it should be climbing mountains like you're looking to climb another mountain after you do one you shouldn't be like oh well that was fun like i guess that's all i can do no like you try to go bigger and if you can't Fuck it. You just either keep trying or, like I said, give it up. It's okay to find something else. There's something else to do. Life is long. Life is long. A lot of people have multiple careers. Life is long and (laughs) fruitful. And I like that point um, to end it, like, positively because I don't want it to seem like, I'm like, I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm just tearing down all your dreams. Like, nigga, you haven't made it yet. Like, hang it up. But, like, after so long, I want it to be... A point in your mind to say like it's okay to try something else absolutely like it's- honestly like i i i don't think i would have ever got into videography if i wasn't uh making music if i wasn't around cameras that much if i wasn't visually trying to think how this song would be you know what i mean like i don't think i would be in the same position i am so you can always do something else and you can always still rap like like, rapping is as easy as saying words, low-key. Like, mm. they just rhyme all the time. Stop. Don't even don't even start. Not another line? <laughs> nope. Okay, I'm done. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's an effective way to make um, a wave, if you will, or make a sound in the city? Do you know, like, do you have some, like, insight to say... Like, what would be the best way for a city like our city, for Mm -hmm. example, San Antonio, to, like, make a sound here? So where it's like, oh, that's San Antonio when you hear it. That's a a good question. Um, I think when you originate a sound at all, obviously starts with the producer. Mm. So if you have a producer that can continuously make a kind of similar but different sound to where it makes it unique to either the city or the like if i got three rappers who always rapped on my beats and like they always kind of sound like this but they killing this shit Mm. boom we're golden like that's that's how you create a sound it starts with the producer you need a good producer like someone who can also make a lot of beats on different kind of waves but with a similar something bringing it all together like I love when I have the right people on my show and they're able to make a transition for me seamlessly mm-hmm. without me having to do it. I like that producer. Too. Yeah. Love it. Let's talk about it. Being a good producer. And so it starts with the producer to make a good sound for your city to be on the map. Right. Facts. And so I do put a lot of responsibility on the producer mm-hmm. on, um, kind of championing the region or the area where they're at. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like it's, important for an for a producer to have a good personality i mean i would hope so but 
maybe not so like a social butterfly, but someone who networks and is successful in the connections that they're making. It's always good when you're able to talk to people and relate to people and be kind to people. So if you can do those three things, that'll, yeah, that'll help you out a lot in life. Just from literally, like I said, anything in life, like (laughs) be kind. Be kind. Yes. Rewind. Um, Oh, no, no, no. no. Now it's time for me to run. What the fuck? Yo, that was clean. I didn't even expect it. I didn't expect it. That was tight. But the point I wanted to make in that it's important to realize or remember who you are at the end of the day. You can be the most talented person and, and make the greatest art. But there is always going to be a percentage, maybe large in some case, maybe small for other cases. It Mm -hmm. depends on the situation, but there will still be a percentage where it will rely on your connectivity, your networking, your personality, your reach. (laughs) And so if you are out here burning bridges and being an asshole and like, having bad experiences with a lot of people that you're working with, there'll never be a sound. (laughs) There'll never be your city on the map. And then you, of course, will have that bad reputation. I, I, I see so much of that trickle down and I see, I see it play out. Mm -hmm. Um, of course I'm, I wouldn't say an example, but it, it does happen. And it's unfortunate because it's such, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. It's, so simple how if you were just to tweak one area of how you view things or how you carry yourself how much the domino would fall and like so much good would happen yeah i mean in my case i feel like positivity breeds positivity kindness breeds kindness i mean but at the same time i think some people just don't don't really like relate to it or don't get it. I don't know what it is, but um, you know, when opportunities don't, it's all about leverage. Like I said, it comes back to leverage. If you got leverage to be an asshole and still get shit done, you're probably going to keep being an asshole, but you're getting shit done. So that's all that matters. If you're an asshole and you're not getting shit done and like you need my help and you're an asshole. Come on. Like, <laughs> come on. There's too many good people for me to like be like, nah, fuck them. I'll deal with this asshole all day. Nah, yeah, I'm going to hang with that good person. Like, And you know yeah. me, Petty Queen. I can't wait for those assholes to circle the block and need my help and be like, oh, oh mm, ah, ah, mm, excuse me. Uh, remember when you was an asshole? <laughs> I got the receipts and I remember clear as day. <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. I, don't, I don't deal with assholes. I ain't got time for it. Exactly. I hit Best. the unfollow. Um, let's transition. <laughs> you you you're like why are you being messy? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty rough, but it's all good. Let's transition. Let's get serious. Mm-hmm. Mac Miller, R.I.P. R.I.P. Cousin Mac. Ironically, Stephen Walter pleads guilty to the fentanyl charge for supplying Mac Miller with laced Percocet pills. Wow. Um. In the details of it, he wasn't the person who sold it to him. He was the overall supplier. Someone who made it. He can be doing up to or more than 20 years. That sounds about right. What is your opinion on someone being charged for someone else taking and then resulting 
you know, in a mm-hmm. fatality. Like, what's your opinion on that? Because there's there's different ones. Right. Like some people will say that, yeah, like lock him up. Like <laughs> he he one took a great person from us, and two, I'm sure he's probably taken other great people from us, and we don't even know it. Right. And then there's the other side where they're like. You know, we're all human and we all make our own decisions and Mac Miller chose to take that. Right. And so whatever consequence that came with that, that falls on Mac Miller. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think um it is Mac Miller's choice to take those drugs. He probably didn't know it would kill him. I would guess he didn't know it would kill him. Um but it did. The dude making it Obviously, like, (laughs) Mac wasn't the only one. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, who knows who might have also lost their lives, potentially, or just damaged themselves in some way, potentially, even though it's their choice to take that drug. Um, I think 20 years, it's 20 years to life. I don't know. (laughs) Well, when you talk. I read a headline. I wanted to talk about it. And like I read some details, but I don't I don't ever know the logistics of the law Mm because I feel like it changes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a white man. Yeah. So we, <laughs> I don't know how the law applies and it to him. On what the state, like, <laughs> that too, yeah. like there's a um, lot of nuances of to law. Right. Yeah, legality. <laughs> so I heard that he can be doing creepy. twenty plus years. Okay. So gotcha. that's all I know. Well, um, it's one of those things where if you're a drug dealer in America, especially a drug like fentanyl, um, you're probably gonna go to jail for quite a long. Well, prison. You're gonna go to prison for a long time if you get caught. He got caught, so he's going to jail. Mac lost his life. You know what I mean? So his decision cost him his life. This dude's decision to sell drugs, it's going to cost him some years. Like, right. maybe even his life in prison. You never know. But, yeah, that's it's unfortunate. It is what it is. There's a drug problem in America, and, like, we're all kind of a part of it. Right. And, okay, and so at first, I was on the side of choice. Like, mm-hmm. Someone chose to do something and we, we all have to live out what our choices we do. then result in. Um, but then it's the death part. Mm-hmm. Like you had mentioned, it resulted in a life mm-hmm. and we don't know if Mac Miller wanted to die that day. Exactly. And so since we don't know, that's murder. Exactly. And and, like, and so that clears up that other side of the opinion for me, because yeah. it's like, since someone did result in this and we don't know that was their choice or not, because yeah. they, we don't know when things are laced. Right. Exactly. And so I could hang you a blunt right now and just be like, yeah, smoke it. And you trust me. Right. That's murder. Cause I didn't, I, I didn't want to die today. Exactly. And so in, in my head where my opinion lies in is like, yes. You do have to go to jail because you you're you're selling not only drugs but like deadly dirty, drugs. dirty, yeah. deadly, yeah, Facts. fatal drugs. Some people don't care. <sighs> yeah. Some people like that rush. It's it's a sad topic. It's, it is. It really is. It is. <sighs> okay. Let's let's get a little lighthearted after <laughs> that because that that's a little heavy. But R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Mac Miller. Um, there's like a weird obsession, right? With throwback. Of course. Like, 
I remember, I hate this. I hate saying it now because I love her now. But like a few years ago, I was still like getting back on the train. But Mm -hmm. Tiana Taylor, someone was like, when is Tiana Taylor ever going to like step out of this 90s costume and be her own artist? Like, why does she want to (laughs) live? She keeps living in her birth year. Like, when is she ever going to tell us who she is? (laughs) Like, (laughs) It was a funny tweet, you know, but, you know, it where she is now like she she's great like she has her own production company oh. she has a clothing line mm-hmm. she has a reality tv show okay, like she she's a choreographer like yeah. she's more than the music now <laughs> um she's retired is what she said oh right yeah and so i i bring that up to all say like there's a lot of remixes and mm. redos and um That's samples and remakes sequels bringbacks throwbacks rewinds you you, you yeah, get yeah. my point of course i recently heard a song by bia 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 um she she samples milkshake by Khalees. Mm-hmm. i don't know if i like it <laughs> i don't know but i'm i like i'm here for it but not yeah. you know because i feel like we're gonna get to a point because like we're already repeating stuff that was like hey like i was just doing that less than 10 years ago and y'all are already bringing it back Mm -hmm. so we're eventually gonna get to a point where we're gonna have to (laughs) come up with something new or we're (laughs) just gonna be looking stupid remaking something that came out last year what is your opinion of like the throwback sequels do you feel like it's nostalgic and there's a place for it or do you feel like it's a little od and there's no originality there's absolutely it's absolutely od like and there is no originality because the thing is, of course, nostalgic vibes do work. We all love nostalgic vibes. But the oversampling and over recreation of things is simply because it worked once. It'll work again. And that's how these companies are just going to keep feeding media. That's, that's why you get so many different movies that pretty much look the same. Songs that pretty much sound the same because it worked. So let's do it again. <laughs> and we're all like, man, isn't this... No, this isn't Usher. Who? What is this? Like, yeah. DJ Khaled is doing it flawlessly. I mean, he's remixed some of the most well-known <laughs> songs in the world. And it's just like, keep paying him, bro. But here's the other end of that. DJ Khaled's last two albums haven't done too well. Because we've reached the end of that copy-paste. What about them singles? Um, I don't know. It's coming down to, the, in my opinion, I think music has come down to singles. That I will agree with, but I feel like it doesn't apply to this conversation. Mm -hmm. Like it's still copy pasting. We can still get tired of hearing a certain sound. And so, yes, it's important to have a hit single, but I'm, I'm not going to hop on and say that every DJ Khaled single is always a hit. Like in the past two years, I'm saying numbers wise, I know my opinion on them. I'm saying they do numbers every year. (laughs) He keeps telling you it's another one. Right. And I guess maybe we need to be more honest with ourselves and not be so stuck in the redundancy and just like be so content with like oh here's dj Khaled again we know we gotta listen like no like say y'all tired of this shit like boycott (laughs) protest like when we got sick and tired of those movies that always had like (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, like it started off with like super bad and like hangover. And then we kept getting like the copy paste of like these movies. It was like Hall Pass. And then it was like, you know, like all these movies, Project X, like all these movies that seem similar. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a copy paste formula. And That's... then I feel like we finally put our foot down and we're like, no, we want more vampire movies. And then, <laughs> and then they started copy pasting exactly. that. <laughs> and now it's Marvel movies. And so I feel like we need to do that more within the hip-hop culture we need to put our foot down and be like i'm sick of the copy paste give us something new well there is other things and especially well, what did he do? In, <laughs> in music and you just have to do the digging that's the thing you can find what you're looking for it's just not going to be mainstream it's not going to be put on apple music highlights you're going to see drake there like you know what i mean like but what you're looking for is out there it's just probably real deep Real, real deep. Okay. Probably something like something I dropped that you can't even find. Yes, I agree. And we've said that many times before. I feel like that's a horse that's been beaten and it's kind of almost surface level to even say it. Like, of course, like we're in an age now you have to do a little bit more research and do the digging and put in your homework to like get what you specifically want. Right, exactly. And so. In addition to that, though, just because you're saying, like, I want to hear more on the radio, this sound doesn't mean, like, you you also are being spoiled at the same time. Maybe you just want a, a higher quality overall. Like, it might you might not even be rooting for music that you necessarily would jam every day. Right. Like, you just know that, like, come on, there's a better version of this somewhere. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like... Yeah. I hate to say it, like you was, you asked me earlier, are, are you a Meg hater? Because like I'm playing Ken the Man, I'm playing Erica Banks, I'm playing Lil Bree, and you're like, <laughs> are you a Meg hater? And it's like, no, there's just better female Texas rappers right. <laughs> than right. Meg that and, I want to play. <laughs> and you just had to go a little deeper and f- figure out like who is making like better music than her. You know what I mean? Like, right. And you can do that with a lot of artists. A lot of artists that get face value are only like making, I mean, some of it's good, but some of it's just, like you said, copy and paste, trying to do what people under them do better, but don't have that clout. That's the thing. They'll take from that lower tier that's not really there, but making new and different and dope music until they pop off. They're going to take that sound. Right. Yeah. Oh. This makes me want to like, I hate being that person where it's like, this is my freshman double XL list. Like, this is the, <laughs> this is the artist I would have chose. But it's like, it's always in the back of your head when things like that come out or like yeah. when you turn on the radio, you're just like, I wouldn't be playing this if I was the DJ on the air. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah, like, of course, of course. I wouldn't like, or maybe that's just, maybe I'm just, con- I don't know. I'm conceited. I don't know. Yeah. I just always want to put myself in the shoes or the person who's running things well it's a personal (laughs) thing you know what i mean like honestly i think that's a good thing to know that you have other choices and like you're not just going to be like okay they say that this is this so Mm. that must be that because a lot of people do do that a lot of people look at that double xl list and go wow these are the next 10 best right and and you're like what five of those niggas i don't even know right that's how it goes right 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 they're just spoon fed whatever is in front of them and then they're like yep that's it commercially Mm, tastes good which means yeah (laughs) money bags were exchanged right right but mentioning female rappers right Mm -hmm. because i was bringing up ken the man eric banks Mm -hmm. Lil Bree, meg the stallion i got an education right doing it for the ladies (laughs) shout out b king 
<laughs> Shake that ass, bitch. Yeah, that <laughs> okay, you had asked me earlier, is rap becoming or is currently a woman's sport? And you kind of pose the question, isn't it easier nowadays? Like, and nowadays being like in the last year or two, isn't it nowadays easier as a woman to like get put on and get a hit and like be that bitch as a rapper now, as a woman? I would say, does it seem easier? And I I think it does. You, You think so? Why? I would say that because I think right now there's a boom in Mm. female rap. And so if you are a female rapper, there's probably someone looking for that talent Mm. as opposed to a male rapper where there's already so many people trying to be a male rapper that that sound kind of I kind of think that's kind of similar. Like instead of that copy and paste, male says this, male does this on a rap record like that's changed. Now we want different rap records. Is it a boom or is it a trend? Because people I've seen express question. that I've seen this before. Like it was Kim, there was Foxy, there was there was Queen. Like there was all but these wasn't people. That an like right, and so and then it went away right. for a very long time. And they're yeah. like, "This is the new era," and like, like winter's was- coming. That like people are saying like there's gonna be a drought soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a trend. Is that what people are saying? I don't know. I could have made that just like, <laughs> I could have made that up right well, now just look, to like stir the teapot. But if people are saying that. <laughs> I think there's reason to say it. But I'll say this. It's about what you listen to. And right now people are listening to Cardi and Meg, like Meg is commercial. That's the thing. Like, so if it is trending commercial and it goes away, then that just means um, I don't know. That would mean to me that. The commercial didn't want it like the masses, the people, the people in control of who's playing mass media didn't want it. Because right now, I think despite that, like I think personalities like Cardi, like like you're never going to turn that off. You know what I mean? Like like you're not going to you can't shut her up. She's going to keep making records. She's going to keep saying whatever. Like, she's going to be who she is. Meg, that's a big personality. Nikki had a big personality. She still does. Like, she still has weight. And so when you have those big heavyweights already there, and then you're pulling up others. And, like, the thing is, the reason why I call it a boom is because when I was making music, if I saw a girl rapping on stage when I was, like, performing, I'd be like, damn, that's one out of, like... Now, like, when I, when I stopped rapping, I, I was a... Uh, shout out to Ricky Alman. I was a... Uh, her photographer and videographer and I would go every not everywhere but I went a lot of places with her and there were multiple female acts it wasn't just one like and they were making dope music that's the thing and they had the crowd lit like it was almost like I was watching like a female version of what we did you know what I mean like so I don't call it a boom just because I think it's gonna be a couple years I think the talent pool is increasing like I think like when I asked you did they write this and you like yeah hell yeah it wasn't that way with Kim. You know what I mean? Like, back in the night, mm. like, it wasn't that way. Like, they weren't writing it. They were rapping it, but they weren't writing it. Like, mm. you're writing that? Okay, you're going to be here. Like, that's the thing. Like, who's going to shut you up if you're writing it? Like, <laughs> facts. Yeah. Facts. But back to the question you kind of had posed was, does it seem easier? And so where is the easy part? Is be- is the easy part is because it's, 
is a tr- like it's a trend. Yeah, I think that's, that's the trend. Yeah, of, that's yeah, the trend of it. Absolutely. And so since it. people think it's easy, that's when all everyone's a female rapper now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's when it starts. Right. When right. people think it's easy and oh, that's the frustrating part because it's not always easy right. because just because like you're fine and you got some bars that doesn't helps. mean like you're you're going to be popping because nice. before Cardi B was on you know, loving hip hop, talking about, you know, a hoe never gets cold, getting her big personality out there mm-hmm. so she can then eventually be the person that she is today. Mm-hmm. Like, there was Jessica Dime on the same show with the same, like, similar, like, not maybe um, humor, but like big personality, mm-hmm. fine body, like bars, and like n- not a peep. There was also Cash Doll, who has been around for years. Like, she's, like, now she's made a name and mm-hmm. a wave, but like, she's been around for right. years. And like, same thing, like stripper, nice body, pretty Mm -hmm. face, humorous, like on IG. And so it's like, it does, it doesn't always work. And so don't think like, just because like, oh, I, I gotta, I could get a BBL and I can rhyme some words like, cause I saw dream doll easily do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm, it's not like, there's not a dream doll route for you to where where you're going to be known now just because you got the BBL and you got bars now. Of course. And I mean, like miracles happen, people blow out of nothing, but for the most part, you got to put in that work. Like it's going to come down to that work. Unless you just go viral on some shit, which does happen. Like I'm saying, miracles happen. Yeah, miracles do happen. Um, and you got to put in that work. Now... Yeah. If you do that, then you don't need miracles. Mm, I nice. like that. Then you don't need miracles. I don't need a miracle work. when I'm putting in this work. You're going to mm. see it. Write that down, somebody. I know somebody listening who's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm motivated. Talk that talk. Facts. <laughs> talk your shit. Facts. We're going to talk that talk. Okay, and so put in the work. Mm-hmm. Now... Clarify for me, is this putting in a lot of work or is this being lazy? Sicko mode, right? Mm -hmm. It's a song. In this one song, the beat switches. And it then sounds like a completely different song, different feel, different beat, different artists. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Almost like it was a new song. But it's still the same song. Now, I'm listening to Bubbly, Young Thug, (laughs) Drake. Oh, I love it. Beat switches. The beat switches. Drake goes in. Different feel, different different vibe, different different artists. Different song. Is this like, is this like genius where they're like, oh, the beat switch and oh my God, like this is a new, new vibe Did the song change? The song didn't change? And you're like checking the time on the song to see like, oh, is this a new, it's not a new, it's not a new song? (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Like the the reassurance, like, wait a minute. (laughs) Am I fucking tripping? Is that like genius or is that like. Nigga, I told you to send your verse in, but you really just sent me. <laughs> you really just sent me a throwaway. I just want to rap on this. Yeah, I just want to rap on this. One of your throwaways to piece together into <laughs> this song. Like what? Like what? Like how do you view those things? Is it like, <gasps> or is it? <clears throat> to be a hundred percent honest, and this is hilarious to me. I never thought of it before you said it. 
Every time I heard it, I'd just be like, okay, <laughs> these niggas switched it up. Like, I was just getting Mike lit. is peaking. Thank oh, you. <laughs> I was giving you a real. Right. A real reaction. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, I would get hyped. Like, sicko mode, I get hyped at that switch up. I, will, I don't know really what else. I mean, bubbly, I kind of get hyped. Like, because I thought, I thought Drake had the best part. Right. But um, I don't know. I think it's more, it could be that. I also think sometimes people are like, look, I want people to feel two different feels, like, in the same vibe. Because, like, I don't know. That's cool, too. Because you can get kind of two different like I said, two different feels. Like, Drake does it on his, like, intros. You know what I mean? Like, he's giving you multiple feels about the same song, even if it's, like, a, kind of a different beat. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's dope. I think it could be overdid. I think you think it's overdid. <laughs> I think there's a time and a place, and it has to make sense, and it has to still connect in some way. Do you think now it makes I am- sense on those? I am going to be honest. It does make sense on Sickle Mode okay. because when I heard Sickle Mode for the first time, I actually saw the video. And okay. so like okay. it was a movie at right. that point. And so I'm watching it. And so I'm tuned in regardless. Right. And like I'm hearing the switch, but it all makes sense on screen. And yeah. so it's it. I didn't really feel like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what is this? But I can easily see how that is done. And I easily feel that way when these new artists are just like, Joe Schmo is out here. Yeah. Like, and I'm not to discourage anyone out there. Like, you make the beat switch. Do, do whatever. Fuck. Flip it, smack it, rub it down. I don't care. But make it make <laughs> sense. It, it make it make sense. I don't want it, like, don't bring in the folk guitar, like, randomly to be like, oh, I'm on this now. Like, no. No, I wasn't I wasn't there and you can't just quickly take me there always. Like I don't know you like that for you to do that for me and you're not doing it well enough. Okay, so <laughs> this again is why let your producers make the decisions cuz mm-hmm. usually your producers are not going to be like, "Hey yo, I got another beat that I want to put inside this beat." Like they're not going to do that. Usually it's a rapper saying, "Yo, I want to like switch it up right here, but like Put in this MP3. You know what I mean? Like it's I at least I've never really met a producer who's just like making beats inside beats on purpose. Well, I don't know. I mean 40, 40 does those well, transitions. Yeah, a transition is different. Okay. I'm saying like a the like you said, a whole ass right. different beat. Like right. with a like like in between it. So right. like you know something happened. But like, yeah, I, I at least haven't met too many producers doing that. I think it's a rapper idea that's like like I said, like I need two different feels on the same vibe um and i think if you listen like if a producer does it for you and they're like that don't that don't mix like because it sometimes it mix sometimes it don't if you brought in a guitar um the end of one of my songs i'd be like come on bro like <laughs> what if it was electric <laughs> <laughs> no no that doesn't change, change it doesn't no change a recorder electric guitar can be cool though I will say that. I'll hey, that. you never know. Yeah. A recorder? A recorder? Like if I came in on my recorder. Right. Guitar. Violin. I can't do that one. No? Can you? And <laughs> the next topic is. I really thought you were going to try. I was hoping. But no, in all seriousness, like it does make sense for like the songs. I'm just really talking shit. Mm -hmm. But this is all to say, think through the vibe. Like, because I am hearing songs where they are attempting that Mm -hmm. and it's not being executed. It's like an alley that didn't work. Right, right. Like, and not 
like again like it you can't always take me to that new vibe as quickly as you think you can right like you're just like oh now i'm on this tip and i'm like wait 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 whoa whoa, whoa. let me put my shoes on yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm not always ready doesn't that kind of do that a lot too and sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't i'm gonna be honest the first time i heard that baby keem mm-hmm. song with uh, with k-dot mm-hmm. i was like mm-hmm. for real i liked this that's the thing but i think if it's a better a artist maybe that's what it is if you like i wasn't like, ready maybe it's just me if i made a song and then all of a sudden i switched the whole beat up and you heard beyonce you'd be like oh shit like you know what i mean like but maybe if that's it doesn't it sound good i'm gonna be like beyonce what are we doing like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't belong here girl. <laughs> baby what are we doing okay, bk what are we doing I don't know. I thought it was dope. I thought, like, I think maybe if it's a better artist or just a better part of the song, I think it, it can't work. Like, I like K-Dots on that. But I'm saying he does it a lot in his music, like, regardless. Right. Uh, and I'm not right, always right. there for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just all... like Drake. I think TSU got ruined. <clears throat> Did I say that? Fuck. Oh, wow. And ironically, Damn. we are now at the end Shit. of the show. Fuck. No, actually, no. I actually have one <laughs> last topic. We're, but we're just going to skim past the disrespect um, <laughs> because Drake is my husband. That switch up sucks. My waffle, my waffle colored husband. Um, it was but, for the girls, though, I think. It was for me. It was specifically for exactly. me. Like, exactly. he made that for me. That's why I feel like it's so disrespectful that you're shitting on it. Because, like, I'm he was like, I'm going to make the... Because he didn't make it for me. And I could tell. Mm. I heard it. Like, I heard it in his voice that he like, nigga, I don't want you to hear this shit. And I'm like, fuck, I'll turn it off. You know, I, I understand that in Thank a you. weird way. Thank you. Where, like, he knows yeah. like who this like, is for and who it's not it for. Boom. <laughs> that's when you need to switch some shit. When you like, I need That's to when get... you bring in the guitar. <laughs> in the... <laughs> last thing i wanted to talk about discuss maybe get some advice or no not advice um again just your opinion like i feel (laughs) (laughs) it's the look (laughs) it's the look because it's like it it is tea with tammy so you're gonna get the opinions of tammy of course um and tammy's tea and so i feel People have gotten caught up in the lifestyle and like the desire to be next to people of status. That's nothing new, right? But I mean it on a deeper, darker level. So for example, I'm a photographer. I go to school for photography, um, like to the highest levels. I work and grind really hard. I'm at every show taking pictures and I eventually work up to be the official photographer for OVO tour. I don't know. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I've made it. (laughs) And then you find out the only reason why I went to school, did all that grind hard is because I'm in love with Drake. And I wanted to be as close as I can to Drake to then hopefully have an opportunity to talk to him, land him, change my life forever, etc. That's a beautiful story. A lot of people think that's them and that's going to happen. And they're basing big decisions in their lives 
off of just that desire Drake's of tour? like status not necessarily drake specifically <laughs> but like they have an obsession with something or someone mm-hmm. and like they just get caught up in that desire mm-hmm. and then everything around them starts changing for that mm-hmm. unconsciously mm-hmm. Have you been a victim of that? Do you see that? Or is that all in my head and and that's just another topic I made up? No, I think it's a very valid thing. I think, um, so, uh, I'm gonna get some water real quick. Okay. Thirsty as go, 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 go. (laughs) Right after these messages. (laughs) Oh my God. Go, go, go. I only took like one gulp on the look. <laughs> oh my god, it spilled everywhere, guys. <laughs> nah, it's all over his shirt. But um, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> but uh, I would say like uh, there can be healthy fascinations with things, and then there can be unhealthy fascinations. Mm. I think, um, especially like if it's something you want to do or be. Like I said earlier, if you gonna rap rap all the fucking time like don't tell me you want to make it and you only do that shit like every thursday like you got to live that shit so if you want to be a photographer yeah you do got to go to school for it probably like not exactly you could probably get talented without it but school helps and um i don't know if you want to get in a position like let's say right now i wanted to be a videographer videographer for the dallas cowboys that's like my goal If that lands me in fucking Philadelphia shooting the fucking flyers, I didn't want that, but shit, I got somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I think it's good. But if, okay, if you're not really passionate about something and the only passion you get is from an external source, that's never good. So, Mm. yeah. So if it's not internal source that's driving that passion or that want to be either next to something big or a part of something big, then it gets weird. Right. Yeah. I'm also going to be that one person who's listening who doesn't realize this is a podcast and we need to have conversations, but like, why do you, like, who cares? Like, if they want to be a photographer, let them be a photographer and get next <laughs> to Drake. Like, if that happens, so what? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. why do you care what, what is fueling them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if it's not hurting anyone else, but like you said, it is unhealthy things and then there's healthy things that Fast. we, you know, can apply to these fascinations and so you might be harming yourself Mm -hmm. in the process so that's the realization i want some individuals out there to like really come to like are you doing this for yourself are you just doing this for like a moment are you doing this for a feeling you think you're going to get once you reach here Mm -hmm. like what's the goal like what's fueling you and is it healthy i think it's okay to have goals and dreams But I think if your um, satisfaction comes from an external source, Mm -hmm. you're never going to be happy. You're never going to find satisfaction. You're always going to be looking for the next big thing that's never going to come because you're going to top that, but you're not going to feel like it. Right. And I'm going to be honest, I've been there. Like I've had weird like dreams in the past. And I can still say that our interests 
for me, but they, they're not like dreams. Like when, when I was really young, I wanted to be an actress and mm-hmm. I was like, I was going to be like the next Halle Berry or it's whatever actress. Late. And like, cool. Like it's an interest. Like I would love to be on a show or something. Mm-hmm. That's cool to do, but like, it's not a dream, like to be on the screen mm-hmm. because I realized that it was an unhealthy obsession because I just wanted to be seen. <laughs> I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be on someone's you television. On the camera. I just wanted someone to see me <laughs> yeah. and be like, Oh, she cute. <laughs> like, there was no real <laughs> full passion behind yeah. like I wasn't like oh I want to play out this character and really bring it to life and right. really you had no passion behind it, <laughs> it was yeah. I never I didn't right. care what the character was <laughs> I wanted to be seen your sensation star. came from an external source it wasn't from internal you exactly you just saw it back in the day wanted to be well, I mean, this this is still a form of it, mm-hmm. but like I was, I really wanted to be like an Angie Martinez, like mm-hmm. the Charlemagne, like, uh, like be like a DJ on air, yeah. like. And then I realized, like, the only reason why is because I just want to be nosy with like what's happening, <laughs> like with these artists, like the behind yeah. the scenes, yeah. and it's like the nosy could. It doesn't have to be unhealthy. That doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, that's so unhealthy. Like, <laughs> but like, it wasn't a true passion. I just wanted to be like, I wonder what it's like. But, like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. oh, I really want to know how that soundboard is connected to oh, the right. like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what bro? Like, who's broadcasting? Like, I I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized that going to school for it. <laughs> mm. When did you realize it? I'm curious. Um. Again, this is still a form of that, mm-hmm. but I realized I didn't need to be in that space. Like I didn't I I knew that success didn't have to come from that atmosphere. Like, oh, I have to be an on-air DJ yeah. and like rub elbows with like big stars and like know all the logistics. Because again, it was just all a point of just wanting to be nosy. I would <laughs> say that that realization came like that last year of college okay. where I was like, hmm, I don't know. Cause that's when I was, I was starting to do like interviews mm-hmm. and like really be out there, like on the street, like on the ground. Like <laughs> I was on trying to be on street teams and I, I interviewed Ty Dollar Sign and that was like a big moment for me. Like yeah. I was really proud of myself and yeah. I interviewed Gunplay, um, some other trickle of artists that like yeah. aren't anyone now. Um, it's on YouTube. Okay. Like it's, I have it on a private, <laughs> and uh-huh. so you can only dollars. watch it if I send you the link. Send it's not that. a public link. I need um, that link. But it it is out there. Like it is. <laughs> like you can find it somewhere. Somewhere. Um, but yeah, a little yeah into that last year of college, where I was just like, mm, I don't know, like if was I see a- myself really living this out and enjoying it. Like, was, was it a sudden change or did it happen gradually over that year? Um, or did you just know? Fuck it. I don't think that's it. I think also there's a lot of pressure in a senior year too to graduate. Absolutely. And then like things cost, like you're planning things. And so (laughs) it might've just been a combination of like, fuck all of this, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I feel that. Hey, I'm there. I'm there right now. I ain't done, but I'm there. Fuck all these dreams. This is some bullshit. For real. I'm going to strip now. Fuck, I'm in Um, school for. (laughs) Right. And so... I think more so like gradually as I like transition out of school and like, okay, how am I going to make money? Like, what is my real career now? Yeah, <laughs> like, you right, know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. what's the real passion? Like, what can I actually see myself wanting to do? Right. And what I'm really passionate about is my voice. And mm-hmm. so I found like, 
I had to go through all that to get to what the real passion was. Mm-hmm. And my <laughs> the it real passion matter. also sounds a little unhealthy, but it serves me because <laughs> it's, a, it's a little vain. Like my passion comes from my voice being heard mm-hmm. and like making a difference. And so like I want to be able to be behind the change of something. I don't think that's and so my, my, my day job, I'm voicing mandatory like compliance policy mm-hmm. like trainings and i'm teaching people constantly and right exactly like if you work for said company that i previously worked for or what i currently work for mm-hmm. you will meet me at some point and you will hear my voice yeah. and i will make some developmental change in your journey in your career <laughs> yeah. and that's so cool to say yeah. and it's like i don't know if i'm like tuning my own horn as i do that but i i'm passionate about that now hey, it's not gas i think it's dope thank you Absolutely. thank you and so all of that to say i think we're doing great yeah i think you're on the right path Trying. portland's been treating you right you're making Trying a movie um, I'm not making a movie. You're I, a part of making yeah, something. I hoped, yeah, I hoped uh, a film be made. Um, shout out to Misty Eddie. She got me to camera intern on a film called In This Neighborhood. You can go on Instagram to check it out. Um, directed by Lily Lyon. Um, yeah. So she's um someone who's really into giving uh minorities a chance um and an opportunity. Um, and she got me and one of my other, uh, student friends, my homie, Eric, shout out to my homie, Eric. Um, and got um, <laughs> recently we're, we're, we're combing through shout out. So we're going to have to do a background track check on this, Eric. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a good guy. <laughs> so shout out to my boy, Eric. Um, okay. and so, yeah, so she got both of us to, um, help that film and, um, it's a good film. It's about, um. I can't really talk much about it, but it's about uh, basically the homeless situation in Portland. Um, it's about following mm-hmm. a specific journey, um, someone who also has issues with mental health. Um, but I think it's a great story. Um, I think it's one that needs to be told. And I think um, Portland's ready to see that story be told because there's um, been a lot of homeless issues, homeless issues with homelessness in Portland, mm-hmm. especially as of late. Um, COVID didn't really help either. As I'm sure mm. it didn't help anybody anywhere. So. Right, right. Yeah, but it's a great um, film. I know they're doing a Kickstarter right now. Um, so Yes. And so <laughs> how, do, how do I get to it? Where can people find it? So if you go on Instagram to In This Neighborhood, you will see, I'm pretty sure it's in the bio. Um, you can hit that link. You can donate to help in the film get made in post-production. So yeah, if you want to be a part of that, you get some cool things. I know it has it all listed. Is there a donation minimum? Uh, no, I don't think there's a minimum. Maybe the minimum is like 2500 or something, but... Uh, I don't think there's a minimum. There might be, but okay. Yeah. So if the minimum's twenty five, I would like to double it. Oh, <laughs> we've got we've got an executive producer. Very nice. You wow. just leveled up. I got five nice. zero on it. I got five on me. Five zero on it. Five zero on me. Oh, side note: Tiana Taylor's husband, Iman Shumpert, right? Mm-hmm. 
he is on Dancing with the Stars and he danced to that song, but the remix version that's played on the movie Us, the uh, creepy Halloween version, yeah, that's dope. and he killed it. I believe that. Killed it. That family's so talented. Yeah. I wish they would adopt me. <laughs> but anyway, find this Kickstarter. Please yeah. donate. Um, I'm going to donate my five on it. <laughs> okay. And so... Um, I can't wait to see this film in the future. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of substance and important topics are being covered. Absolutely. And like you said, it's a story that should be told. And Absolutely. I'm going to watch. It's going to be a great watch. I can't wait. Look at you yeah. doing what you said that you wanted to do. Absolutely. I'm proud of you, Steven. I appreciate that. I I'm missed you. you. Yeah, you're doing it too. Oh, man. Any last words? Like, I know you're not big on social media, so yeah. I won't force you to be like, where can people find you? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm off the grid, kid. No, right, but, right. Um, it's uh No rapping still. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what happens? But If I um, was, were to ask you, up, oh, circle back the block, okay. that first pin, remember? Yeah. If I were to ask you for a verse, like, would you, like, would you send it in? I would send it in ASAP. <laughs> Fast. I got, look, you ain't heard nothing, but I got stuff. Listen, I really hope there's just, like, one random, like, diehard fan who is collecting all the names of the people who are saying yes, because I'm, like, I'm crowdsourcing, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> on each episode oh by God. slickly asking this question and writing these names down. Hopefully someone back in, in you know, in the audience is right. doing that. Yeah, and yeah. so, mixtape coming soon? Yeah, mixtape coming soon. <laughs> I'll be on that, 100%. <laughs> Intro track. And I'm going to switch up the beat. Oh, when I come in, so y'all niggas know. All right, it's different so it's, now. All right, it's all different right. now. We hitting another level. All right, sickle <laughs> mode part two coming <laughs> soon with Tammy <laughs> and S. Miller, and you can find me T with Tammy on all social networking sites. Yeah. All of course, podcasting, streaming Wherever services, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher oh, yeah. Radio. Shout out to Rory and Mall landing their deal with Stitcher Radio. Maybe I can get one in the future. You never yeah. know. Coming soon. And until next time, <laughs> gulp, gulp, gulp. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Sip some tea. <laughs> gulp, gulp, gulp. <laughs>